0: ethical sustainable eco natural they're not regulated words and so that's a huge thing in terms of something that you think is green but maybe isn't
1: welcome to how do you feel a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness nutrition and mindset I'm your host, Casey Zavalletta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to How Do You Feel and Happy Long Weekend, Canada. I hope everyone's had the chance to spend some quality time with friends and family over the last couple of days. I'm bringing you a very fun podcast this week on a topic that I haven't covered on the show yet, but is so, so important to talk about. This week, I'm talking to the Earthy Sisters, Sarah and Lexi. The Earthy Sisters provide sustainable and eco-friendly education to help you reduce your community's ecological footprint from the comfort of wherever you are. They have the knowledge and expertise that helps your team, students, or peers battle climate change. They use fun, inclusive, engaging material and offer simple solutions to a big problem. This is one of the things that I enjoyed most about talking with Sarah and Lexi is they really emphasize the importance of not getting overwhelmed by a topic that can feel so incredibly overwhelming and boiling it down to small, simple steps and focusing on what you can control. I appreciated that perspective so much. I learned so much from talking to these girls about what it means to live a waste-free lifestyle, about steps that I can take in my own life to inspire change in my community. And this was also very fun because the first time that I got the chance to interview a duo on the podcast, which was an absolute blast, So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with the Earthy Sisters. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Lexi. Welcome to the How Do You Feel podcast. I am so excited to get to talk to you guys today. I too. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Of course. This is the first time that I've interviewed a duo. So I think that this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. We uh, definitely like doing things together. Yeah. That's That's good.
1: Hopefully you guys work well together, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, guys, I would love to hear the Earthy Sisters story. How did you guys come to be so passionate about being eco-friendly, about environmental awareness, about all of the things that you guys talk so much about? Where did that come from?
2: I think it, kind of started I mean we were both kind of on our own separate journeys into the zero waste lifestyle and I know specifically when we first started Earthy Sisters there was an article that had come out from the UN that was basically talking about like we need to change or there's going to be all of this disastrous stuff happening and I read the article and it just really hit home for me and from there I was, I messaged Lexi and I was like, I feel like we need to be doing more. Like we have taken steps to try and live a more zero waste, sustainable life, but I feel like we should try and teach those around us and kind of share any of our tips and tricks that we've learned. And so from there, we just started an Instagram where we would post some of our like DIY stuff and things like that. And then it kind of snowballed into this thing where we ended up Doing workshops for people in our community and things like that, so that's kind of how it started.
0: Yeah, it was the United Nations IPCC report yeah. of like what's going to happen when climate change comes and how what needs to happen for it to change or how to mitigate these risks. Uh, so it was really overwhelming mm-hmm. for us, and something that helped me in particular was being able to share it with other people. Helped me kind of almost like de-stress a little bit and, and finding a sense of community on such a overwhelming and sometimes scary, sad topic really helped us like kind of stay on track. And now we're helping businesses go green. We're helping our community go green, our families, ourselves. So it's been really great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's interesting in this work, I feel like
1: there's often that one thing that's kind of like the wake up call, right? Of like, yeah. This is the moment that I realize that this is very serious and then I have to start taking action. But I think it's so cool that you guys went beyond just saying, personally, we need to be doing what we can to, we're also going to help educate and help other people to be closer to the zero waste lifestyle. Like you guys said, I love how you put that.
0: Yeah. Something that we really love since, you know, starting a zero waste journey in Earthy Sisters is seeing the changes that the people closest to us mm-hmm. have made in their lives and how that's kind of snowballed into their friends making changes yeah. and so on and so forth. So, cool. I, like I said earlier, it's just been so special and, and helpful and also keeping us on our on our mm-hmm. own path, too, because I think without community and support and motivation, it gets a little daunting sometimes <laughs> I get that
1: 100% a lot of what you're saying I relate to a lot in fitness as well and that I see that in my clients sometimes like I will teach them the importance of fitness and they'll start adopting it in their lives and then it kind of trickles out to their partner yeah and it's really so cool. <laughs> Yeah, and it becomes like if you snowball effect right the effect that you can actually have you're not touching one person when you tell someone helpful piece of information or you help them to make a change you're you're you don't know how many people that you're impacting from doing something like that
0: yeah I think social media also really helps with that too and community especially in like sustainability we were doing an interview for virgin radio this morning and we were talking to a girl about how having a community whether you're in sustainability or cooking or you're you have depression like whatever it is that you're kind of trying to work on finding people to bring on board with you is like one of the best things you can do because you know we always see these things like oh one person can't make a difference but I think it's just like one person has to maybe get the snowball rolling and then, yeah, the rest of it
1: happens. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Community is so important in keeping our habits where we want them to be, right? When people around us are doing it, that motivation,
0: as you're saying, kind of stays. So So I said to Sarah, I was like, she has a home gym and I'm like, I need to come work out with you because I can't do it alone. (laughs) (laughs) I get it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's way easier when you have someone with you. Yeah. I totally get that. You guys were alluding to how overwhelming this topic can be. (laughs) And especially if you've never really tried to make changes in your life before, you can look at everything and be like, oh my God, it's too much. Like when we think about the plastics that we use for food storage, Mm -hmm. our clothing, self-care products, like there are all these very overwhelming areas that we could and should be making changes in. But How do you guys help people to not feel overwhelmed and kind of figure out where they can start at least to make some small positive changes in their lives? Our whole thing is small, simple changes because
2: it is so overwhelming and there's just so many aspects to sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many layers and it goes so far. So I think just kind of picking somewhere to start and setting some attainable goals for yourself. And I feel like as you start to make these changes and adapt this lifestyle, you are willing to then learn more and take on more. And yeah, I think it's really just about picking small things first and kind of starting with those and then working your way because it is so overwhelming. And there's just, there's so much.
0: Yeah, there's so much. Something that, that I did when we first started our sustainability journey. I remember watching this documentary called A Plastic Ocean. Have you seen it? I haven't. Okay, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but it just really opened my eyes to the amount of plastic that is not in a landfill or <laughs> being recycled, you know, and it's just out and about in our world and in our oceans. And anyways, <laughs> after that documentary, I went into the grocery store and I I cried because I was like, there is so much plastic everywhere like everything is plastic it was so overwhelming so what i did when i started my journey was i really focused on the kitchen and that kind of helped me because a lot of my waste was coming from the kitchen when i did an audit of the garbage that i was sending out and the recycling that i was sending out and you know now my whole bathroom is really sustainable and i've really focused on that and i've changed my uh, my clothing i only buy secondhand if I can, you know, yeah. sometimes you do have to buy new. It just happens. Yeah. Um, yeah it's trying to s- start on one thing okay. and then slowly making steps towards the other stuff because it can't happen overnight. No. And I think impossible. what
2: Lexi touched on, like doing a waste audit, if you're able to do that is such, that's a good place to start because then you can really see where's my garbage coming from? Where do I need to make those
0: changes? By waste audit, if you don't understand what she's saying, like literally Take all of your garbage from one week and go through it and say, okay, this is where it's coming from. This is where I can improve. Mm
1: -hmm. It really
0: helped us. You've probably seen like the mason jar of waste. I don't know. The breakdown of where your waste comes from, you mean? No, just like people like collecting a mason jar of only waste for like a month or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got you. Oh, Yes. Impressive. Do that audit in order to like get down to that is so cool. Obviously, it's hard during COVID, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> that was where we were at before COVID, and it was so amazing. That's amazing. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that is so
1: cool. That yeah. is like goals for sure. Yeah. I love yeah. the concept of doing an audit because... That way, it gives, you, it gives you a place to start, right? Of all of these areas that you could potentially address, what's the biggest bang for your buck? What's the yeah, low-hanging fruit
0: like, in your life? It's like fitness, you know? You were like, okay, what are the things that you want to work on when you're coming into the gym? Yeah, you can I, I zero in.
2: Yeah, yeah. we often talk about a trash jar, not necessarily to like show how little waste you produce, but more so, it doesn't have to be a jar, a container, but you're going to kind of keep that with you for the week. And any garbage you make is going into that jar. And then at the end of the, or bag, whatever you want to use, something to just collect your garbage. And then at the end of the week, you can kind of lay it out and be like, okay, where can I make some changes in my life? Is there things that I could be making instead of buying? And yeah, it's just a a really easier way, I think, to kind of go through your garbage and
1: separate what's what. Yeah, that's awesome. It makes total sense. So Last year, I feel like was kind of the year that I became very aware of Plastic Free July. And it was kind of the first year that I started to reflect on, okay, what am I consuming? And what is my waste from the consuming that I'm doing? And then COVID hit. All 2020. <laughs> and it made all of, it seems like there were changes happening. It seems like there was awareness growing, especially in Toronto. Like I think the conversation was happening. And then obviously because of what's going on in the world, it kind of got muffled. Yeah. So how has COVID affected the waste that's coming from our society?
2: I think one of the biggest things we were chatting about this is like no reusables. So you can't go into a cafe and bring in a reusable cup or reusable containers or anything like that, reusable bags. I know some grocery stores are starting to now let people bring in their reusable bags, but there Mm -hmm. are a lot that aren't. So I think it's hard because it's not really things that are in our control. I think the biggest thing to try to remember is you can only do what's in your control. So if you have to take that plastic cup then you have to and maybe you can reuse that cup in another way but yeah I think the reusables is kind of one of the biggest
0: yeah I think just with um all of these germs going around and stuff people don't want Mm -hmm. like reusable cutlery or any of that thing everything's disposable right now um Mm -hmm. so like I just said earlier you know Sarah and I were basically done to like a trash jar a week of garbage or or however much we were producing obviously it changes from week to week and now like everything is basically Mm -hmm. back in plastic obviously I still buy naked veggies and and bread blah 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 blah. but uh, there are a ton of things that normally I would be getting at the bulk store that now I have to buy in plastic Mm -hmm. which is really crappy and I also think we become kind of complacent, Mm -hmm. right? Before people were really vigilant about remembering their bags, remembering their reusable cup, remembering their jars for for the bulk store, whatever it was that people were doing. And now since we've been in this routine for so long, people are kind of forgetting Mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, not saying no, or going to Starbucks more often, and not thinking about that plastic cup that they're using. You know, like I'm guilty of it, Mm -hmm. Sarah's guilty of it. Sorry to call you. <laughs> um, <laughs> her under the bus with you for sure. <laughs> yeah, we go down together. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely—I mean, I don't have a statistic for you, or anything, but I'm sure that waste has oh, has yeah. gone up.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a friend who works in medical supplies, and now everything has—it's to, it's single packaged. They oh, can't yeah. package anything in bulk. Like, think about the amount of waste that's coming from that. It's crazy. And again, a little overwhelming to think about, but I like what you said there and that you said, remember what you can control. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, when we stress and feel guilty about the things that we actually have no control over, it's just bringing negativity to our lives for no real reason, right? So if you can continue to think about what can I control? And now that maybe we've gotten into some bad habits consciously thinking about how do I get myself back into the good habits now that you know the regulations and restrictions are letting up a little bit and just concentrating on what it is that you actually have control over I think is great advice
2: you have control so if you need that coffee you have to get it then you have control over where you're going to get that coffee so maybe instead of supporting Starbucks or McDonald's or something like that, you're going to go and support your local cafe or a business that maybe uses, um, they may have plastic cups, but maybe it's corn plastic or something that's a little bit more earth friendly, right? So those are the types of things you can have control over. Mm -hmm. So you can choose, am I going to spend my money here or do I want to maybe spend it on this local business?
0: Yeah, I think that's Mm -hmm. a really good point, Sarah, because I think during COVID, we've been talking a lot about supporting small businesses but so many people are supporting these big box brands Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a tongue twister (laughs) yeah so you're so right you know yes we are having to use plastic or throwaways but something that we can do is support these smaller businesses maybe they are an eco-friendly business just Mm -hmm. right now it's kind of slowed down a little bit in terms of their ability to be super sustainable um and like you mentioned earlier, we were saying that sustainability has layers to it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's another layer of sustainability supporting locals. So that's a really good job. (laughs) You're so smart. I love it. That's great advice.
1: (laughs) Can you guys help me understand um, some of the materials that are technically throwaway, but might be better than just straight up plastic like man-made plastic you just mentioned corn plastic can you tell us what that is and if there are any other things like that
0: so corn plastic is a bioplastic so bio uh, anything natural so we I think there's like hemp plastic corn plastic yeah so there's a couple different options out there so it depends it would be good the the plastic would be good if your recycling plant has the Mm. option machinery and the capabilities to break down that plastic so you know there's a lot of really great options out there like bioplastics that we think are are better mm-hmm. but if you're recycling <laughs> um, plant doesn't have the means to recycle it then it's actually just waste mm-hmm. so I mean you're you're in Toronto right yeah you're in Toronto we're in Burlington so our Waste management systems are actually different. So, you would have to check on like Toronto Waste Management to see if that is a more sustainable option for you uh, and vice versa yep. for us in Halton. However, and I'm not a scientist, so I'm not positive, <laughs> but it might also have the ability to decompose faster than a regular plastic. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we had the Starbucks cup and then this bioplastic cup in a landfill, the bioplastic hub would probably be able to break down over maybe only a hundred years instead of Never <laughs> right, right, okay, that
1: makes sense. Yeah. I this kind of leads into something that I was really curious about from you guys, and whether there are some things that we just kind of kid ourselves that are actually useful for the environment that we're doing that aren't like for example, some containers that just seem like they're better, like I know the flow bo- water bottles come in like those cardboard things, but really there's like some coating on the inside i don't know mm-hmm. if they're actually more sustainable than just buying a plastic water bottle right like what are those some of the things that we think are useful for the environment but maybe aren't so much
0: okay well just touching on the, the cardboard box with that plastic lining that's yeah. like a lot of the coffee cups too mm-hmm. so on the outside it's like oh yeah sweet this is recyclable or I could check this in the compost but if it has that plastic lining then it's actually garbage and the reason for that is because they can't separate mm-hmm. the plastic lining from the cardboard in right. their recycling process
2: only yeah, about so 11% of what
1: goes to
2: the recycling is actually recycled
0: because 11
1: <laughs> my jaw, jo- guys no one can see but my jaw just <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah.
2: nothing there's a lot of rules that go into recycling and we just don't have the proper equipment to break everything down so i know like even like tetra packs which a lot of the dairy-free melts come in those aren't good for the they're made of uh, recyclable materials but the way that they're made together it's really hard for them to separate it. So then mm-hmm. it ends up usually just going to the landfill. Oh,
0: wow. I'm shaking my head because that is just some greenwashing BS <laughs> right there. If I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah, like, Greenwashing, look at, exactly. Yeah, you yes. look at this package and you're like, oh great, recyclable material mm-hmm. sounds good. But then you throw it in the recycling and it's like, oh, just kidding. Because of the way that it's made, it's not actually recycled. Yeah. Recyclable. That's crazy. It's all just marketing. I think yeah, that's Washington
2: is the biggest thing. Cause there's so much things that's like natural, natural flavorings, natural,
0: ethical, yes. sustainable. Like it's like all these buzzwords. buzzwords.
2: That actually, if you research the company, like it's it's actually not what they're saying they are. Getting in the habit of looking into your products, where they come from, looking into the company is so important because. They are marketing wizards and they know how to get us. So I think that's really important. Yeah.
0: Just because something says that it's natural or it says that it's fresh or sustainable or ethical, these are words that are not backed by any true, Mm -hmm. like, they can just say whatever they want. It doesn't necessarily need to be backed by some scientific fact, right? Obviously organic. Yes, that is is, is uh yes. <laughs> kind of, but you're so right you know it's it regulated right but these ethical sustainable eco natural they're not regulated words mm-hmm. and so you, that's a huge thing in terms of something that you think is green mm-hmm. but maybe it isn't
2: you know? <laughs> it's not like I
0: get so mad sometimes seeing some of the stuff mm-hmm. like some of the marketing especially like cleaning there.
2: products and beauty products there's a lot of like green okay just around. a
0: side note I just discovered <laughs> this and I posted it on our Instagram but a Tide pod you know Tide pod that mm-hmm. yeah, has for over sure. 60 ingredients in it yeah, I believe that that's crazy yeah like the list was like this long <laughs> I, I actually couldn't believe it it's all chemicals. Yeah. Make your own, uh, cleaning products, folks. Yeah. <laughs> cool about that. Do you guys
1: have, uh, like recipes for cleaning products on your site or blog or anything? Yeah, we
2: have, um, some stuff on our Instagram and then we do have some stuff on our blog as
0: well. On Yeah. I'd say our YouTube is most of our DIY stuff, but Great. we kind of have things everywhere. You know, maybe something we should look into is having a little recipe booklet on our website to make it more accessible. uh, That would be cool. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are talking about these buzzwords because man, like, let me tell you, they exist in fitness and nutrition as well. They are huge, right? And so I think it's about training your eye to know like, what are the marketing tactics that companies are using because things are popular right now and because they're buzzwords right now? Do you have a somewhat of a trust like with the companies that, that you're buying from? I think that that's also so important to be able to say yes, I know that this business is local. I know that they've, you know, told about their story and I know where they're sourcing their ingredients and all this stuff, right? And to have that like trust between you and the places that you are consuming from. I think is really
0: important. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's one of the most important things. Something that we like to say is put your money where your mouth is, right? Mm -hmm. If you want businesses to be truly sustainable or circular, or you want them to have trillionaires as their CEO, whatever you (laughs) want, you know, put your money where your mouth is and you have to support the things that you want to see in the world, right? I think- that's just like the basic, basic mm-hmm. first sustainable thing to start doing is supporting businesses that you can trust and think are ethical and are open and transparent about yeah. what they're doing. You know, we see some of these mega huge corporations and they're so secretive about so many things and there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's because they're shady. Like, <laughs> I don't trust big box business I just don't and I'm so open about it because when you get to be so big and you have billionaires at the top and then people making minimum wage at the bottom I just don't see uh, how that could not be for lack of a better word shady in some way or another you know
1: yeah 100% once you start talking about that much money and that much power like you gotta definitely question some things I agree
0: (laughs) For sure. Question it all. Yeah.
1: This is very tough work because basically what you're doing and asking people to live a more waste-free lifestyle, as you guys put it, you're asking them to be accountable to the greater good, right? And people are not very good at that when they don't feel like the personal effects from it and like yeah. it's a really actually impacting their lives like we're really good at making change when we start to notice how it affects us but just to like say these things and talk about how it affects humanity and the world in the future like it's very vague and so it's hard for people to really connect to How have you guys been able to inspire change in your own community like how have you been able to help people actually make some changes and see that this is really important even though it's hard to be accountable to well i think
2: we kind of said we started us and then our families kind of saw what we were doing and hopped on board but i think in terms of getting people interested or involved I feel like you have to, like I said, you have to start small and do things that are attainable to people. I don't think going up to someone and getting mad at them because they are using a plastic item that you don't agree with is the right way to go about things because we naturally, we get defensive. If someone is telling us to do something, we're like, well, I don't want to do it that way. You're telling (laughs) me to do it that way. So I think definitely, um, you have to kind of create awareness and um I know like we have run events within our community, either if it's at a cafe or at a rec center and we've done some like free events that we'll just have people come to and just start the conversation. And yeah, I think it's really great because then you get a bunch of people who are all kind of somewhat interested in the same thing and it just
0: opens up the conversation. Something I've really loved doing pre-COVID, which maybe I'll start again in the backyard or something, was I was having uh, an eco ladies night at my house where I would invite six or seven or eight of my my bubble to come over and we would make a couple DIY products. And Mm. it was kind of like a book club, (laughs) but we didn't have to read and we just made some really Mm -hmm. awesome products. It got people on board with the DIY thing. Plus, like we were talking about earlier, that sense of community really helps people stay accountable. And we would talk about different sustainability topics. So it was just a really cool way to not only bring people together Mm -hmm. and, and see all my favorite ladies, but also to be able to talk about sustainability and get some of the stuff done that, yeah you know, sometimes it's not always the most fun thing to like make my body scrub when I have 10 minutes before <laughs> I need to leave, but I need to wash my body, right? <laughs> um, so being able to do it in this way was mm-hmm. a lot more enjoyable, and just kind of different. And also, it helped me to be able to share, you know, my passion with the people closest to me. And that has had ripple effects in itself, right?
2: And I think also just like, being able to practice what you preach. So I know when I first kind of started this and I would bring my own container to, I don't know, I'd go to like Freshie, let's say, and I'd bring my own container instead of taking the bowl. And oh, I, I missed the days. I know. Can't do that right now. But I would take <laughs> yeah. my bowl and I would ask them, hey, do you mind making the food in this instead of in your container or whatever?" And I remember the first few times being so like
1: embarrassed
2: to do it, but then really, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I, I, don't know. I felt
1: embarrassed. I could know. see that for sure. I could see people like depending, right, depending on your level of confidence with that. I could for sure see people yeah. being the only one in the place that's saying, "Hey, can you do this?" And then the workers looking at you like, "Yeah, exactly." But, like yeah, I could totally like, see it. What?
2: Why do you want me to put it in here? Yeah. But then, Honestly, every time I've done that, someone in line or waiting for their food has come up to me and said, that is an ingenious idea. Like almost well, every yeah. single time. So just, I think practicing these things like out in your everyday, you may not feel like you're inspiring someone, but someone is probably watching what you're doing and thinking, Hey, that's a really
1: great idea. I should try that next time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can totally see that. It's it's spreading awareness. Justin, as you're saying, practicing what you're preaching. I love mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And also when you take action, like it's that much easier to talk about it, right? Cuz yeah. you say these are the things that I am currently doing in my life and just by sharing that, you're
0: you're hopefully inspiring someone, you're at least educating them. Yeah, I think if we we talk about human beings as, you know, vibrational spirits or beings mm-hmm. whatever, and you're vibrating up here on this sustainability plane and you're kind of going to start attracting people mm-hmm. to rise up to that vibration with you. So I feel like just leading by example, no matter, you know, if you're leading by example and it's something that people are ready for, they're going to mm-hmm. be attracted to you and they're going to c- come and find that energy and even if it's just a simple conversation like oh hey i should have brought my container yeah you're so smart like look at you go you don't know the effects that that could have Mm -hmm. on that person and maybe she's like or he's like yeah i'm gonna bring my container every time i eat out and there's like 150 containers a year saved yeah (laughs) you know
1: yeah and there you go that's something Yeah, yeah that's awesome I'm interested you guys are not actually biological sisters right you're just yeah okay you're just the earthy sisters so how did you two meet and how did you link up to create this (laughs) we're stepsisters yes so
2: my mom and her dad met up about 11 years ago yeah
0: yeah so oh nice okay (laughs) that makes sense sisters by love not by blood I guess Soul sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Soul> okay
1: sisters. <laughs> okay cool that's awesome tell me more about the workshops that you guys run so you're talking about these events are they separate from the workshops that you do for I believe schools and companies
0: yeah so when we first started actually we were running community events mm-hmm. We, our very first event (laughs) was in March 2019, so like a year and a half ago, and we ran it at this little studio in Mississauga called Studio 89. They are a really, really awesome youth, non-for-profit art center, cafe. Cafe. They do a lot of things Mm -hmm. in the community, so it was just a really good fit for us. So we started doing these community workshops, and we were having so much fun bringing the people in our own lives and their friends etc followers whatever on board and then we started doing um, some in-school workshops so teaching children which we are both really passionate about i was a gymnastics coach back in the day and sarah is a a speech and language a a speech and language therapy assistant a cda (laughs) okay she's a cda Can never get it, right? (laughs) I've had this job for so long and I'm like, still don't know what it's called. Um, Yeah, so so we both, well, Sarah still works with kids. I I worked with kids, so we're really passionate about Mm -hmm. that. And then we've also worked for some really awesome companies teaching their teams how to live more sustainably. And then hopefully in the future, we'll um, do some other really cool and exciting things with our knowledge and education as we continue to. Yeah. And I would say
2: our (laughs) workshops are kind of set up where we talk about whatever the topic is for a
0: little bit. And then, for example, a topic is like how to greenify your kitchen. Mm -hmm. So like we said earlier, when we were talking about waste and stuff, that's kind of like what we would focus on everything that you can do to reduce your waste in the kitchen. So we have like a bunch of different topics Mm -hmm. like that. Sorry to interrupt.
2: That's okay. And then we finish it with like a DIY product. So we will usually supply all of this stuff. And then we've made like cleaners, air fresheners, dry shampoo, body scrubs, reusable bags.
0: Yeah. With the kids, um, we did a summer camp one time and with the kids, we made our own paint and then Mm -hmm. did finger paintings. So it's really fun yeah. and really versatile. Mm-hmm. We get to talk a lot about many different subjects and sometimes we'll do custom workshops as well, depending on what the client's needs mm-hmm. are. So we're a versatile yeah. bunch. Right? <laughs> I love it. It keeps we it love, interesting. Yeah. I you guys be creative. That's yeah. so fun. We love talking about sustainability and, and all aspects of sustainability. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a fun ride it's been fun (laughs) very cool
1: as you guys are looking forward what are you what's your hope for earthy sisters like where do you see this going
2: well i think we both want to get to a point where we are able to go into businesses and help them to be more sustainable Mm -hmm. in terms of all of their processes and things like that but i also still really love the community aspect of what we do so i hope that we get to continue doing that because i think it's so nice to meet the people that are living in our community and getting to work with everyone at home it's just so nice Mm -hmm.
0: sarah and i are both back in school right now um so we're trying to get as educated as we can to be able to provide different aspects of our community with the ability to live more sustainably and create sustainable systems whether it's in a business or in the community so that's kind of the the goal yeah yeah like something that i feel super passionate about is sustainability consulting so really being able to help businesses change their ways change their processes their supply chains whatever to be green because sarah and i have decided that that is the future of business you know come 10 years if your business isn't sustainable maybe even five years Mm -hmm. you're really gonna struggle because that's just the way that we're going and we can't keep living how we are so everything has to change
1: Yeah, that is so true. It's going to be something that we start demanding, right? Yeah, (laughs) we need
0: to demand it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just mean more of us will start demanding, (laughs) following your lead. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, guys, I would love if one of you could tell us if someone has never thought about this before and they're looking to make like two changes in their life, I would love to know what you think those two things should be. And then for someone that is like done all the basics, like they're bringing their cup to the, the coffee shop and they're taking their reusable grocery bags to the grocery store. And they're, they've got kind of like the basics, not using Ziplocs. They're using all reusable containers, stuff like that. What are two things that they should be doing? That's kind of like the next level.
0: That is a really hard question (laughs) (laughs) because
1: you want to say all of the things.
0: (laughs) necessarily all of the things but i just it really depends on what speaks to you right if food is something that is really important to you start eating more plant-based if waste is something that is really important to you start using reusable containers Mm -hmm. if the fashion industry if you're passionate about fashion and you love fashion that's your thing make a sustainable wardrobe look into sustainable fashion like pick something that you feel like you want to change in your own mm-hmm. life and and just start with that i don't really think that there's one specific thing that everyone is going to be attracted to right because if that's the way that it is i think we would have found it you know yeah. by yeah. now really really and truly like you know there's veganism there's zero wasting there's Health and wellness. Like there's so many like I think for
2: (laughs) us, like I think for both of us, it was really changing into a plant based diet that Mm -hmm. kind of opened this whole world of sustainability. So I I think that's so true. Like it it has to start somewhere. There has to be some
0: awareness
2: first. You have to Mm -hmm. find you have to find that first and then you can kind of go from
0: there. Yeah. Talking about awareness, like if someone is just bring their reusable cup because they know it's the right thing to do, they probably don't necessarily care about the other stuff. But if you have someone who's questioning why they're bringing their mm-hmm. reusable cup, then that's the person that is going to want to make changes. They're, they're ready for yeah. the changes. <laughs> or at least at least <laughs> some changes. But uh, back to your question, if we're talking about someone who, you know, is pretty sustainable, they're doing the whole reusable thing, I would say the next step is to start eating more plant-based. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I have never been ones to necessarily push veganism super hard. Obviously, we would love for the world to be vegans, but we know that that's not necessarily going to be the case. But anyways, eating more plant-based is one of the biggest things that individuals can do to reduce mm-hmm. their impact on the planet. Mm -hmm. So if someone's, you know, really conscious of their waste, I would say, okay, let's now try and reduce the amount of red meat that we're eating. Even
2: just switching one meal a day to a plant-based meal makes a huge difference. Okay.
0: Yes, it does. But people listening, like if you want to start there, that is fine. But please don't stop there. Keep going. Try and do only meat a couple times a week or maybe only dairy this week and we're not going to eat meat. You know simple changes like that.
2: Yeah. And
0: something about being vegan too is maybe don't classify yourself as a vegan. If you want to have a cheese pizza on a Friday night, like that's okay. Have your cheese pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do what's going to be right for you, but also do what is going to be right have, for the planet. You have to
2: start putting the planet first. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I think it's human nature to just be selfish and there's nothing wrong with that i think selfishness is sometimes necessary in life mm-hmm. to get you places but there's time for selfishness and there's time for selflessness and uh when we're talking about sustainability selflessness is so important because you know doing this grunt work and having to remember my containers and blah 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 blah, blah that sucks <laughs> but at the end of the day it's a good thing to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's my prayer. I
1: love how you guys put that I love how you <laughs> framed it
0: what is going to be
1: possible for you in your life and what is important to you that's mm-hmm. kind of like the work that you have to do right so there's no one there's no one answer you must do this but just just allowing yourself to explore what what is my current footprint and what are the big areas that I could change in my life to to make some positive impact so really mm-hmm. like how, how you said keep it simple yeah <laughs> Like you have to start simple or else you will get overwhelmed. It'll, you'll never keep it up. Yeah. But, and what is the next simple change? And then once you've got that, what's the next simple change? Yeah, totally. I, totally I think totally, yeah.
2: like once you start those simple changes, it's all about just educating yourself because mm-hmm. there is so much to learn. So, and the more you learn, the more you're going to be able to do. So I think if you can continue to educate yourself, then. That is a huge step.
0: Yeah, we live in this really awesome world where education is at our fingertips Mm 24-7. But many people choose to turn a blind eye. So if you want to kind of move away from that, you have so much information Mm -hmm. here and ready for you to be able to, you know, make changes. And so trying to find that and stick to that and whatever makes you passionate, you know, learn, 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 learn. There's never going to be something that you know too much about.
1: 100%. (laughs) Guys, if the listeners want to learn more from you, if they want to follow you, if they want to maybe have you guys host a workshop, how do they find you and how do they go about doing that?
2: So you can follow us on Instagram at earthy.sisters Or um, you can find a lot of information about our workshops and what we do on our website, which is www.earthysisters.org. And then we also have a YouTube channel where we post a lot of our DIY products and projects and things like that.
0: Yeah. You also on our website can take a look at our blog. We have some cool resources on there. We talk a lot about different sustainability topics, things that you can do in your life to be more sustainable, uh, questions you might have with answers, of course. Uh, yeah, so we,
2: check it just out. for July, for Plastic Free July, we have a blog on our 10 favorite zero
0: waste swaps. So, and like, like impactful swaps yeah. too, not just like things that are cute or whatever. These are things that we use all of the time, yeah. uh, and would and recommend a huge difference. Yeah. And have really reduced our waste aside from, you know, the containers yeah. and the, <laughs> the reusable bags and all that, the basics. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to go check that out. That's awesome. And I'll link up all
1: that stuff in the show notes so that people can follow up and check everything out that you guys have. I don't have any more questions for you. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we sign off for
0: today? I just want to say, cause I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners are healthy wellness people. Something that I've really come to learn and appreciate in the sustainability world is this kind of holistic approach to things. And we look at things as a certain, the goal is to become like a circle circular economy, right? Where We're not really having things go to waste. Everything is used or put to the best of use that it can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we're talking about health and wellness too, like it relates a lot to sustainability because if we want to be healthy people, but the air that we're breathing is full of... Harmful greenhouse gases, yeah, pollution, then that's not very healthy. Or if we're eating these foods that are pumped with antibiotics or they're sprayed with fertilizers, so many things, you know, that's impacting our bodies, it's impacting our animals, and it's impacting our planet. So we have to look at this kind of circularity, whole systems, holistic approach. Everything is tied together, whether it's health and wellness, sustainability, I don't know what else. So many things, medicine, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. So well put, and I'm so glad you framed it for what most of these listeners probably are thinking about, yeah. and caring about. That's very well done. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Lexi. This has been a blast. I really enjoyed it. Your yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> you're, you're our
0: first uh, podcaster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love
0: it. Hopefully, it was yeah. a good experience.
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, so thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to How Do You Feel? If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Rate and review the podcast. Those ratings and reviews really do go a long way. I appreciate them all so much. Better yet, share the podcast with a friend or family member that you think would benefit from the messages that we talk about on How Do You Feel? All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, remember, get out there and do something that makes you feel good today.